Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. I hope you had a great week with your business. This week, I want to talk about cold calling. Now, you've probably heard of a lot of advice from, from people saying that cold calling is not a good idea, that it puts you in a, a very weak position when you're reaching out to potential clients. But I disagree. I think cold calling is just another type of uh, prospecting technique, and it can work very well. In fact, I know a lot of freelancers who have built their business by picking up the phone and introducing themselves to potential clients. So it can be a great strategy, but you do have to know how to use this strategy well. So to help us out, I invited a very special guest on the podcast today. Her name is uh, Diana Schneidman, and she is a very successful freelance writer. She's also the author of a book called Real Skills, Real Income, A Proven Marketing System to Land Well-Paid Freelance and Consulting Work in 30 Days. She's also the author of a great blog. You can find that on the website, uh, her website at www.standup8times.com. That's standup8times.com. It's a really great blog. I I follow it regularly, which is the reason why I invited her on the show. So I completed the interview just yesterday, and she gets into some details on how to use cold calling effectively to build your freelance business. So without further ado, let's segue to that interview. Well, hello, Diana. Welcome to the podcast. I uh, really appreciate you uh, coming on the show. Hi, Steve. Now, I know you have a lot of expertise and experience with uh, cold calling for freelance businesses, uh, whatever you want to call it, cold calling, uh, making prospecting calls by phone. Uh, and I've gotten a lot of questions from listeners about that over the past few months. So just let me ask you some of these questions. Um, do you think cold calling is a good strategy in most situations with most markets? Or is it one of these strategies that maybe works well when you're cold calling agencies or small business owners, but maybe not marketing directors? Is there any difference that you know of? I don't really see a difference in a type of organization that I'm calling. You know, some people answer and some people don't. What I think is really important is to choose wisely who you call and the better your choices, the more likely it is to result in work. So make sure you're not calling just anyone and everyone that you can find, but build your call list very carefully, uh, perhaps based on, on looking for your ideal client, of course, and, and, and looking at companies that are highly likely to be interested in you, and then calling them, and you'll obviously get better results. That's the same thing that in the old days of direct mail, where, uh, you know, you, you're the, 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 the higher quality of the list, you know, the better results you got, simply because the list was perhaps made up of people who are a little more likely to, to be interested. So the same thing with cold calling. Um, now, I've heard you say in your blog, and I, and I read your blog and newsletter regularly, um, I've heard you say one time that cold calling isn't about pitching your services or, or trying to sell your services on the spot, but it's more about uh, establishing a helpful relationship. Uh, well, what did you mean by that? Could you tell us more about that? Uh, 
Well, I think it's really important to have the right mindset when you set out to make calls. If you see this as a sales presentation, which you have to succeed at every time, and you think you're going to win the day by having high-pressure sales tactics and hypnotic language and all that, you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself, and you're setting up a tone that's, uh, that might not warm your other party. Okay. So I try and visualize this as I'm calling people because I'm offering them help. Now, what kind of help do people need? Now, you might want to do a lot of research on the company and decide exactly what they need. But I always assume that they need the same thing, which is that they need writing services. So the reason they would need this is they don't have enough time to do it all themselves. So I already know why I'm calling. I already know how I can benefit from them. And then I'm just touching base with them to see if they could use my services and to offer my services. So that makes a lot of sense. So, and that's a very comfortable and I'd say dignified kind of mindset to be in, isn't it? Where you, uh, where you're you're contacting a, a potential client, they may have a need. You have a, a professional service that that can help, and you're you're having a conversation. Um, yeah, I, that, that's probably much more comfortable a comfortable mindset for freelancers than, like you said, that hard sell approach. That makes you sound like one of those dinnertime telemarketing calls. I, I doubt that works anyway. Um, let me ask you this, and I get this question a lot. Um, what if you are a uh, freelance writer, freelance copywriter, and you're, you're, you're very shy and, and you're very nervous and, and, and you're worried that, that you'll even be able to work up the courage <laughs> to make a call, even in, that, even in that very positive mindset you put yourself in? Uh, should you be doing cold calling? Is this still something you should be doing, or should, be, should you be doing something else to, uh, to bring in business? I think cold calling, or actually I call it phoning, I think it works just fine, and it's not really whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. You can be an extrovert and still feel uncomfortable calling people you don't know, and you can be an introvert and still be very successful at this. And uh, the reason is that talking to people is just part of being in business. If you, if you try phoning a few times, you'll get the hang of it. And eventually I've gotten to the point where when I sit down at my desk in the morning and I have a choice between phoning and doing work, I tend to favor phoning because it, somehow it seems easier and uh, less pressurized than trying to write. So Interesting. <laughs> you can go too far in the other direction as well. So if, if you want to procrastinate and fluff off your work a little bit, you can do some cold calling. That's, that's a good strategy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, here's a question I get a lot is, what if, uh, like, you, uh, chances are, I, you know, you're going to get a lot of voicemail these days. Um, how do you handle that, and, and um, should you leave a voicemail message? Or should you just try calling back? Well, I always leave a message. Okay. And now more than ever, it's very sad what's become of the telephone. I myself get very few useful calls. I get a lot of nuisance calls. I got get a lot of recorded calls, uh, a lot of um, telemarketing of the worst type for products I couldn't possibly be interested in. And so I I've I answer my phone less often, and I'm sure other people do the same. 
And that's why it's very important to leave a message because most people do check the messages. And the message should be pretty complete, should be delivered slowly enough that people can get the phone number and distinctly enough so that they feel comfortable calling you back and know exactly why you're calling. And you touched on a very important point that uh, goes back to what you said earlier is uh, when it comes to mindset is, is, uh, is have that mindset of helping, that you have a, a service that may be able to help them. They need help and you want to have a conversation. So if, if a, most, most calls are useless but your call is helpful, then that differentiates you, doesn't it? Definitely. And my call is also friendly and it's not high pressure. Mm-hmm. Terrific, terrific. Um, No, I'd like to add something about phoning. Um, You're going to have to talk on the phone with people if you're going to be a successful freelancer. And if you think that this is a difficult call to make, just think of some of the other calls that you're going to have to make. You're going to have to call prospects back and clarify what the assignment is about. You're going to have to follow up with people who are missing deadlines and who are not responding to you. You are going to have to do collection calls. You are going to have to pursue a lot of issues that might not feel comfortable to you. And so phoning for work is a very light kind of exercise in using the phone compared to the other challenges that you're going to have to make along the way. And you just have to prepare yourself for these challenges that you're going to have down the road. So if you're really that scared of the phone, you're not going to succeed because you're not going to succeed with the rest of the business. But it's important to remember almost anybody can do these phone calls. In fact, everybody uses the phone. Yeah, I, I really like what you call it. You don't even call it cold calling. It's just phoning, right? And you're using the phone all the time. It's just another way of using the phone. So I, I really like that attitude. Um, would, would you would you mind sharing with us how many calls you make in uh, these types of calls you make in a week or a month or a day? You mentioned you get up in the morning and you make some calls. I'm not always in phoning mode. Okay. I'm in. You know, sometimes I'm in business building mode and sometimes I'm not. And the main factor in how many calls you can make is how good is your list. So if you already have a list and you're calling people back, it's possible if you don't have much else going on to make 50 calls a day. The problem is 50 when you calls a day. Your list, 50, yeah. Wow, wow, okay. But that's the whole day. You can do more than that. You can do more than that, yeah. Okay, wow. Um, and here's a, a final question I, I have for you, and this is another one I, I get asked quite a bit, is um, let's say you're, you're calling a prospect, phoning a prospect on your list, and uh, you know, you, you, they didn't answer the phone, you, you left a voicemail. You know, when should you call them back, and how often should you keep trying if they don't reply before you say, you know what, that person's not interested? Is there a magic number? I don't believe there is. I've read a lot online where people say you have to contact them seven times or nine times as though there is some magic number and research has established what that is. But, you know, I've seen these numbers floating around a long time and I think some of them predate the Internet 
or at least they predate the internet as we experience it today. Mm -hmm. So I don't think those numbers mean anything special. You know, people can get sick of hearing from you, even though they've never talked to you, because at first they might be intrigued, they might be thinking about calling back, and then if you just keep at it over and over, once they've decided no, maybe they just keep deciding no. So. I think it has to do with how badly you want that specific client, but even more important, if you have other names on your list, just keep going through your list instead of badgering people, is my opinion. But I know there's a lot of people who would say differently. Yeah, and I think it's really a, um, in my own opinion on, on this, is that you have to kind of trust your gut sometimes, too, and, and make a strategic decision depending on each prospect. I don't think there is one rule that fits all. I think for one prospect, you might want to try back if you feel it's right. But for a couple other prospects, you might, might think that's not a good idea for any number of reasons. And I think you just have to treat each prospect as, as a separate human being and, and, and you know, make what you think is the best decision for each one. Um, Diana, do you have anything else to, uh, to share before we, uh, we sign off? Well, you might want to follow up, but not right away. If you're on an ongoing phoning program, you can perhaps wait six weeks, two months, and then just go through your whole list again and keep going at it at that pace. It seems at the beginning that nothing good is happening, but things will kick in, and if you're calling the right people, you will start getting callbacks. Oh yeah, and I and I know the technique is is a is a uh, this prospecting technique works because I know a lo an awful lot of other freelance professionals, not just writers, but in other categories, designers and illustrators, that use phoning as as a technique to reach out to to new prospects, and it works like gangbusters for them. It works really well. So uh, it's just a matter of, of keeping at it and doing the right things and trying to get better and having that friendly, helpful mindset that that you mentioned earlier. So, Diana, thank you very much. This has been very, very helpful. Great information. I appreciate you joining us for the podcast. Well, it was fun. Thank you. So that was my interview on cold calling with Diana Schneidman. And uh, one of the things I got from that, I think it's a very important takeaway, is your attitude when you're making prospecting calls or how Diana calls it, simply making phone calls. <laughs> and that is to have a helpful attitude that you're phoning because you have a service that can help. So focusing on that, making phone calls, offering to help people is a great mindset to be in. And I think it makes cold calling uh, a lot warmer and a lot easier to do, but also a lot more effective. So that's this week's podcast. I hope you found it helpful. And would you do me a favor? If you have any topic suggestions or ideas, uh, send me an email. You can reach me at steve at steveslonwhite.com. I'd be delighted to hear from you. And if you look, if you want to listen to past episodes of this podcast, you can do so on iTunes or by going to www.b2bwritingsuccess.com. You'll find all the past episodes right there. So that's this week's podcast. I'm Steve Slonwhite. Until next week, have a great week. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slonwhite. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com. <laughs>